0: Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Boom, 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 It's going to be, good. I, gonna be good. I love it. It's going to be good. I love it.
1: First of all, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters and those who have rated us on Apple Podcasts. We have the best Mots fam. We do. The best. And we are back at 5.0 stars on Apple Podcasts. We're perfect podcast. Wonderful. That's right. So thank you all to those who do that. But today is a special episode because we're talking about a movie that our boss, our Patreon supporter, <laughs> <laughs> the Emerald Elephant, Hector, has requested because this is his son's favorite movie. Nate, tell our listeners what movie we're talking about today.
0: Today, Stephen, we are talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the World or V the World.
1: V period the World. The yes.
0: World. A 2010 movie. Oh, sorry, it's VS period the World. Oh,
1: VS, VS period, excuse yeah, me.
0: Yeah, that's very important.
1: So this movie I honestly had not heard of until it was Suggested and recommended, and then demanded by our boss Hector. Of course, this movie has a high Rotten Tomato score, Nate. Yes, I don't know it if does. Know I looked this up halfway through thinking, I wonder. I wonder. It is 81% critic score, 81%. It is marked fresh on the Rotten Tomato meter, and an even higher 83% audience score for this movie. This is a big score, big numbers. Mm hmm. And then, I don't know if you did this, but I actually looked up written reviews by critics cuz I was very curious. Yes. Yes. What the what the uh reception was for this movie. I even found an article in The Guardian. Peter Bradshaw is the author of this review. He gave it 4 out of 5 stars and uh, pretty much gushed uh, during this entire review. And I was a little conflicted, mate
0: well let's let's go real quick because we're in rotten tomatoes before we get get in i'm going to pause you for a second yes please because this movie is directed by edgar wright Mm. now edgar wright uh, i can see his whole filmography on rotten tomatoes this guy has not been involved with a movie that is below 71 percent on rotten tomatoes so You know, different uh, producer, screenwriter, director. He's done different things, but movies that he's been involved with, for example, Baby Driver. Mm. He was a screenwriter for Ant Man. Wow. Okay. Executive producer, director of The World's End, Sightseers, Adventures of Tin Tin, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Grindhouse, Shaun of the Dead,
1: Mm -hmm. Simon (laughs) Pegg.
0: All of these above 71% Rotten Tomatoes. This guy, critically, has not come across a dud yet. Interesting. That does not mean financially these movies have all done well. Just Rotten Tomatoes critic scores.
1: Interesting. Now, I feel like a lot of the movies you just mentioned and on his filmography, and I think this is described as somewhat of a cult classic where it is not received well in the box office or seen by wide numbers there. Right. But after the fact, it becomes some kind of like quasi-classic
0: right? to a segment of the population it is to movies what indie rock is to music
1: lovers. Mm, good call there's also some names in here there's some big names man there are some names yep there are some names
0: there's anna kendrick kieran Culkin, right who played uh kevin mccallister's cousin in home alone he was in uh, there as well you know what i didn't know that
1: interesting well and then the main actor michael sarah he was in that juno movie i saw that
0: he was. was interesting. That was interesting. Aubrey movie. Plaza from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm, um, we have mm-hmm. Chris Evans. Captain America is in this movie. Yes.
1: Captain Brie Larson. Captain Brie. Marvel is in this movie. All the Captain. That's right. Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain Crunch. Captain Blood. That's not a thing. Yeah, it is. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, <laughs> that you're making it up.
0: I believe it is an old movie.
1: Well, anyway, <laughs> we're talking around a lot of stuff here, Nate talking around and around get to it this movie supposedly melds video game culture indie rock culture comic
0: book culture kind of all those right kind of tries to put it all in one exactly this m- movie was based off of a comic and the comic graphic uh, novel i believe ran between two thousand a graphic novel yes between 2004 and 2010 and the guy who wrote that was inspired by manga Mm -hmm. (laughs) Japanese comic or or a specific one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so he wanted to blend sort of the Japanese style and American
1: I like how we are doing
0: our best to slow
1: slow down as much as possible
0: we are sort of right now acting like the first 15 minutes of this movie (laughs) as I texted to you I am both intrigued and bored (laughs)
1: listen Hector And Hector's son, who has not been named, you are the best for supporting us on Patreon. But I have a feeling, just prefacing our review, that this movie was (laughs) not necessarily, I'll speak for myself, not necessarily my cup of tea.
0: You got it. Right. Okay, let's jump in. It's time. (laughs) Okay. Let's stop dancing around. Let's get to it. When that Universal logo came
1: up, and it was kind of like a video game, old video game style type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I started watching this with my wife. She joined me for this journey. Oh, boy. When that
0: came on screen, she said, is this the movie?
1: I said, yes, this, this is the movie.
0: Now, that, that Universal logo gave me a lot of joy. It did. I, I actually enjoyed this it. This will yeah. be a theme throughout. The video game aspects of this, much like uh, the, how the comic bookiness of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse delighted yes. me, yes. anything that was super video gamey. I was kind of down.
1: I, I agree. I really liked some of the stylistic choices like the titles like as the, each character is introduced you have their name and like a quality and almost a rate. I forget exactly what it is. but Right.
0: It's like their character sheet in a video right,
1: game. Exactly. And they, they always revealed it pretty cool. Like the person, the person's movement across the screen would reveal the title or it would pop up from somewhere and
0: those were Oh, really funny yeah I mean, like, an onomatopoeia word for the sound effect would pop up when something happened like the ring of the phone
1: right like those those were fun and funny moments <laughs> they had the one with the i don't know her name but the girl with the glasses who like worked 18 different jobs <laughs> her character she just said like has issues and quotes like that was funny
0: so what can i get f- you is there anywhere you don't work they're called jobs something a f- like you wouldn't know anything about it. how are you doing that with your mouth never f- mind how i'm doing it Steven, this movie's crazy. Let's get into it. This movie is crazy.
1: There's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of characters. It was hard It was hard to,
0: to really grasp. It's designed, the, the cuts in this movie, it's designed like a dream or a trip. Right. But I'm going to say a dream. And at first I thought, okay, will this all be revealed to be a dream mm. sort of thing? Or this, you know. Which I think we yeah. can say all of this is kind of firmly in his head, or if it isn't, it's just like an alternate reality where this is fine. Right. But he jumps from Michael Sarah jumps from scene to scene like I would jump in a dream from scene to scene. No explanation, kind of jump right into the action right jumping you know talking to different people yeah and i thought that was kind of interesting
1: i thought it was and there was there was a lot of blends of reality and other stuff obviously in the fight scenes you know everything's kind of this super natural or whatever you want to call it like it's not reality right but
0: it's final fan or it's mortal combat it's final fantasy right right
1: i did like moments where michael Sarah was just it was after their one night stand but ramona flowers she is like walking away from him and all of a sudden her like she's on ice skates and we see the snow melting as she skates away like those were kind of cool moments ish here and there and some of the writing was funny like there were some funny one-liners
0: i actually took some notes during this movie yes yes so because I. I knew it would keep me engaged otherwise i feel like i was
1: right it felt a little slow felt a little slow but some of the lines like uh knives which is the high school girl that Michael Sarah is dating.
0: That's a, that's a tough hill to climb.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the whole first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie is like their relationship and all these people reacting to him dating a high school student. Right. And I think she asks one of the band guys, what do you play?
0: Hi. Hi. What do you play?
1: Wow. Um, Zelda, Tetris... That's kind of a big question.
0: That same guy, young Neil, who mm, yeah. <laughs> later becomes Neil. Right. Uh, while they're playing, he's like kind of in the back, uh, like leaning against an amp, and he's trying to sing along. He doesn't quite know the lyrics. <laughs> right. So he kind of like miss. So he's kind of like the roadie who <laughs> isn't quite familiar with the song. Yes. Which I thought was a funny. I thought his character was fun. Or when uh, Scott Pilgrim asks
1: oh i'd love to postpone darling but i just cashed my last rain check what's that from my brain
0: and just like moments (laughs) like that (laughs) yeah there was there was some quippy lines the other line he punched the highlights out of her hair (laughs) i don't yes like i don't really get it but it's fine but it's fine it's fine
1: todd being vegan and the vegan police The, the vegan police were hilarious like i actually did laugh that was funny it's bull roar, no vegan diet, no vegan powers, but, but uh,
0: it's only my first offense. So don't I get three strikes? It? Take it at 12, 27 AM on February 1st, you know, only ingested gelato. Gelato so oh, is wasn't, wasn't vegan. F- it's milk and eggs.
1: It slow moves with knives. And then he gets interested in the other girl and all this kind of stuff. And then we come to the, he has to fight all the exes. And I almost feel like the first fight, I wish it wasn't the first one. Because it was the one of the weirdest, I think. Super weird. It it was super 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 weird. It was super weird. Honestly, like we had to. My wife and I like stopped at that point and like took a break (laughs) because we were like, "This is what are we watching?" Yeah, it was too. It was too much. Like it was just. It was super weird.
0: Well, I think it it really comes out of nowhere right i don't know if it's like supernatural but like the not realistic the fictional elements of this it really busts on the scene and that guy matthew patel shows up and it is like oh this is what the rest of this movie is i guess which i guess maybe they went crazy on that first one so that we could all have a reset mindset of like okay this is not a perks of being a wallflower kind of fun quirky this is not juno right this is about to just (laughs) be like something very different
1: Again there's so much going on in all these scenes especially the fight scene. I don't know it's just hard to like keep your feet on the ground almost but I like I enjoyed the uh
0: Chris Evans scene. He was funny. Yeah with all of his action dudes and Not for you. Uh, yeah, I yeah I mean that's the whole thing about this movie. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is that I was able to glean 20 percent, maybe 30 percent of like happiness out of these different things right but i found the movie mostly a slog and kind of a i think we talked before about how sometimes you just feel old while watching a movie i felt mm. like that during the spider-man into the spider-verse right there was right. like part of this felt i am not full of enough angst to enjoy this movie like <laughs> i feel too what's the word i feel like an adult Mm -hmm. who has for the most part a pretty like steady sturdy like ground beneath my feet right and i feel like this movie is great for like the maybe the young 20-somethings like the age of scott pilgrim or teenagers right and there's this angst of exes and relationships and things that i just couldn't quite i was like "Uh, i don't i don't get Like you said not my cup of tea and i think i thought that over and over again like this movie is maybe good but it is not my cup of tea
1: said another way we're just not the audience for this no you know the whole the whole time watching it i like i could tell okay someone we might have been in 2010 though 2010 i already had a kid i don't think i would
0: (laughs) you're right you're right you're right
1: (laughs) i think i was past the point but i could tell like there is an audience for this like i'm sure there's a whole swath of people that really enjoy this and to the movie's defense i asked all my coworkers and they all unanimously love this movie wow and so, some even say a friend of the show who's been on it matt glover he was like yeah if i'm ever just going to like put a movie on in the background it'll either be jurassic park or scott pilgrim versus the world and i, I was like what really wow yeah it was that's why i guess i guess w- at least i and i think we are just not the audience for this but there's definitely an audience
0: okay but i have to like i have to go in on this movie somewhat because even though i'm not the audience of this i still can't quite wrap my head around some of these people in this yeah let me tell you the people i love in this movie yes anna kendrick as the sister absolutely that role of like the sister who cares more about kind of finding the faults and sharing the gossip of her brother's life but it doesn't really imp like she doesn't <laughs> doesn't really impact her she's kind of doing her own thing right great it's hard for me to keep track sometimes because he has so many friends the and the way that like the roommate when he hears things immediately calls her
1: yeah that that's funny and like that one time he was he was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Scott program was like, how did you do that? You're not even awake.
0: Yeah. That was I also found second half of the movie Knives. Yes. I found her good too.
1: I liked her character.
0: In fact, by the end of the movie, I wanted him to be with her.
1: Yes. Agreed. And
0: that was the one part
1: when my wife and I had stopped watching during that first fight scene. I told her, like, I'm actually kind of interested to see how this turns out. Because during that first fight scene, Knives and Ramona Flowers just found out that Scott is interested in both of them and kind of dating both of them. And so I did. I was genuinely curious. Like, how is that going to turn out? Exactly. What are those two people might be the end of the list. The drummer, Kim Pine.
0: Okay. No, yeah, yeah you're right. She was she good, She had fun too. moments. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and the road and young Neil. I liked young Neil as well.
1: I guess one of the other things, too, like Scott Pilgrim himself... I wasn't particularly drawn to him as a character. I
0: wasn't either,
1: and maybe that's the biggest holdup.
0: You know, I oh, I, just, yeah. I think for me the biggest holdup is Ramona Flowers. Really, I like I couldn't really see it. Romance corner time. Oh yes, Scott Pilgrim, Ramona Flowers. What do you think?
1: I could see him being infatuated with the idea of her. Yes. But half to a three quarters of the way through the movie, it became clear like hey, he should probably go with knives, like you're saying. By the end of the movie, you kind of want him to be with knives or or Kim. <laughs> yeah, or Kim. Yeah,
0: I was all for <laughs> like, hey,
1: I agree. Yeah, I definitely didn't buy her interest in him, but I could kind of see him aspirationally being attracted right. to her.
0: Right, the ideal of her. Yeah, or the idea of her, not necessarily her. Yes, we'll get to the moral of the story corner early mm. later. Because we're mm. starting this new segment, we talked about off. Yes, <laughs> off mic.
1: So, do you agree with that uh, assessment?
0: I'm I'm with you there. Oh, there was just I don't know. What do you think about the final fight? He fights Jason uh, Schwartzman. Right. Yes, he fights Gideon Gideon
1: Graves. So, another positive. I do think some of the choreography is pretty great. Some of the fight scenes are. Fun, they're fun to watch, yes. at least. Agree. agreed. So I'll give him that. And so that last scene was, there were moments that were fun. I think more so when he takes down the 15 baddies than the actual boss fight.
0: And they explode into coins. Cool effect. Yeah, that was very this cool. This is really somebody who has like after effects- or whatever they use <laughs> the really 11. loving really loving parts of this movie right i'll be honest
1: i was kind of distractingly watching from midway point to the end of the movie yes
0: me too it was that's why i started <laughs> taking notes because it was just hard for me to stay with it
1: yeah so i wasn't exactly sure what the beef was or why flowers even went with him so i i, I wasn't really there yeah <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest
0: but uh yeah it was, it was an ending it did end that's true he died he went to i don't know purgatory or something before he used his extra life yeah something like that and uh got to go back in and redo the scene it's fine you know i don't know wh- this movie's not short no or at least it didn't feel short it was like an hour 50 right i think it's end for the whole thing yes they definitely as after he defeated the first guy And then we got to, I think, is Chris Evans the second guy? Yes. I definitely thought, oh, you got seven of these to fight? Right. I definitely had the thought of, oh, no, I don't have time for this. (laughs) I don't have time for all. Like, this is long. Yeah. Okay, Steven. Yes. What parts of the movie did you find the worst?
1: That first fight scene was probably the low point. I mean, I literally stopped watching it at that point. Sure. And had to return to the other scenes later. So that, because it was so jarring out of nowhere and the actual visual effects, the little like demon angels that appeared.
0: Yeah, like the vampire hipster, whatever they're, yeah, they're supposed to be. Like, yeah, that. I think that was the lowest
1: point for me.
0: Sure. This guy's good. Me and my fireball.
1: My demon hipster chick. Other parts were just when Michael Sarah was like talking real whiny, like any of those, <laughs> any of those moments were.
0: So the other seventy percent of the movie,
1: it yeah, kind of. How about you? Did you have a moment?
0: Ah, uh, I think the low points for me, yeah, was about halfway through the movie, where it just felt like we've lost what this means. Like we'll get to the moral of the story, but I feel like. It all has to mean something. Mm. It can't just, I mean, like, it could just be a cool action scenes, but like, he's going about fighting people, potentially to the death, right. for this Ramona Flowers. And the motivations of all these different characters just seem so muddled that about halfway through, it felt like, you know, when you play Zelda. Yes. And you're riding Epona through the fields, and you're going to, like, Hyrule Castle. Yeah, you're going to Hyrule Castle. And you're, you look at the gameplay and you're like 42 hours in. And you're like, man, I got like the time temples coming. Ooh, I got wow. a couple other of these things. I still need to get my final sword. And right now, my mission is to go return this chicken to this villager in Kakarik <laughs> village. And you just think to yourself, I don't feel like I'm heading. I'm not really pursuing the main plot. I'm just here doing a side quest. But I have all those other important things to do. Watching Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> is like a side quest to my day that felt mm. like, man, this doesn't do it for me. Not my cup of tea. I'm not mm. getting a lot of joy out of this. Why am I watching this movie? And then the voice of Hector comes into my head and says, because I'm a Patreon supporter <laughs> and I'm your boss now. That's and right. that, That's Hector. Right thank you for supporting us
1: <laughs> and we're so sorry we did not love the movie but we got to be honest we got a review like for real and apparently uh if we're comparing our own review to the critics
0: i guess we're wrong well i don't know i think we both talked about some positives in this movie yeah i think there are definitely like the video game nature the people bursting into coins and the real like some of the one-liners japanese manga style fighting and some of these different things they're fun yeah yeah for sure the the char- the main character scott pilgrim and ramona flowers as main characters to me don't carry the story mm. like they should but i also realized that i really like i am married to the person that i first started seriously dating Mm-hmm. So, I can't even like have the like, oh, I know what it's like to have a lot of exes that have sort of shaped your life. I don't necessarily have that. So, that could be a fault of, not a fault, but that could be a disconnect for me. Is that maybe that's more impactful if you have gone through a bunch of relationships like these main characters have?
1: Maybe, maybe if the exes' characters were different, that would have been, that would have made a difference for me. Cause I know, like, again, that first fight, I didn't believe that ex, I didn't believe that that person dated. Remote flowers.
0: Well, I'm I'm pretty sure she said during that scene, like, we dated for a week in sixth grade. Oh, that's right. That's right. Can we get to the moral of the story? Mark? Yes, please. To all of our listeners, this is the very first time mm-hmm. because what I like to do for these movies is with all sincerity to try to really pluck the gold from beneath the the <laughs> mine of poldark
1: I was I was just thought of it. it's copper, not gold, but that's fine. Okay.
0: You got it. All right, Steven. Find me the gold nugget in the riverbed of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. What is there to learn?
1: I would say when it comes to navigating relationships, maybe as a high school or college student, just because someone seems dangerous or unpredictable or unknown and that unknown is attractive does not mean that you should do everything you can to win them over. because in most situations in life, whatever you win them with, you have to do to keep them. Honestly, the relationship between Scott Pilgrim and Knive seemed great. And they both really liked each other. They had common interests. They both enjoyed doing the th- like similar things. She loved hearing them play music. I feel like uh, they might have been fine. So don't uh, uh, miss the forest through the trees or don't miss the tree. Whatever. What is that saying? You know what I'm trying
0: to say? I'm going to leave you dangling. You keep going. <laughs> keep, keep going, little guy.
1: Anyway, don't forsake what's under your nose for what's uh, across the street, whatever you want
0: to say. Don't poop where you eat. Mm. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Don't wipe off your elliptical bars. Oh, wait. That's in our Patreon. Wait a minute. If you want to hear about elliptical etiquette, become a (laughs) Patreon supporter. We talked about that earlier.
1: Patreon.com slash movies
0: on the side. Anyway. But but is that the message that this movie was saying or that you took from it? Because he did end up with Ramona Flowers. He did not end up with Knives. Right. Which
1: I think was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I think you see you agree too. So I think that should have been if there was going to be a moral to take from it, it should have been that. but what was the what was the moral of the movie we're we're not just taking from our nuggets. What was the movie trying to say?
1: <sighs> I guess if you want something bad enough and you're willing to we'll fight your enemies till they're to dead f- <laughs> to fight through. I mean there is I think I read in the, in one of the reviews <laughs> this might have been unplugged in, honestly. Everybody has emotional baggage not to judge a person by their past or something like that. Like, Mm. just because they made bad choices in the past doesn't mean they're a bad person and doesn't mean they're still like that. So I think that could be one moral, like, you know, because with every ex that came up, Flowers was like, oh, yeah, this was that.
0: Right, and he kept looking at her like, you dated this guy?
1: Right. And she was like, it's a phase, and it was that. So I guess if it was a moral the movie actually has, it might be that. Like, you could pull the... Don't judge a person by their past. Perfect. Did you have something uh, particular on uh, moral?
0: Um, I think the, the moral of the story that the the movie was trying to get across was to not define yourself by the person you are in a relationship with. Hmm. I believe that Scott Pilgrim at the beginning was kind of dating someone just because cause he had his heart broken by Brie Larson. Right. And he was dating Knives mostly to be like, I have a girlfriend, this is who I... This is who I am, and I think in the kind of pursuing Ramona, he was looking for someone cool to mm-hmm. like uh, like- dev- define himself and I think the lesson that he learned in the like having some and I think Knives learned it as well is like it's not just about finding someone like super cool to make you cool it's like hey right i I may be too cool for you, but I choose to be with you and I think he saw throughout the movie, Ramona had all these terrible exes that kind of shattered his perspective of how awesome she was. Like it broke the illusion Mm. that she was this amazing ideal woman. And at the end, he chose to be with her, even though he saw her brokenness and he had to, he couldn't define himself by who he was with by just finding an unbroken person.
1: Mm. That's good. Okay.
0: I'll give you that one. One point. Oh, wait, did did we just, (laughs) you said you'd give me that one yeah i mean it was a good pull okay cool i just didn't know if you were if we were competing in this segment and i (laughs) won the first match oh no 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 i thought that's what you were saying you conceded you turned to coins no i
1: clearly i clearly had a better moral okay i think i won if it was was okay
0: got it got it got it Mm -hmm, listeners who won (laughs) yes i would love to know who pulled the better moral from this movie who grabbed the gold nugget Mm. from this
1: or just eat it all the time without even stopping (laughs) you get fat no why would i get fat Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat. Now, we got to rate this movie. And I would like you to go first because I think I went first last time. (laughs) And we are rating it on a scale. And this is why I chose the scale. I am also a bass player, Mm. like Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. When he is playing the bass in this movie, he is doing so incorrectly, as with a pick. Picks are for guitar, not bass.
0: Even for grunge rock or indie
1: rock? I don't know. I don't listen to a whole lot of that. (laughs) But anyway... (laughs) In my
0: experience, pick on a bass, no. Hector, yes. our boss, yes. and his son, I believe both play bass. Who's our vice president. Well, really? So maybe they can tell us, and I believe that Hector, don't want to give away too much about him, but I believe he was in a Nirvana tribute band. What? Or cover band. Oh, now I don't know, and I think one might be offensive. It's uh, <laughs> too uh, late. I don't know.
1: Rated on a scale of 0 to 5, bass
0: picks. guitar picks. Yes. Nice. Here's what I have to say. If I peed my pants, would you pretend I got wet from the rain? It's not raining, Scott. Oh,
1: I'm waiting for the number.
0: <laughs> I have no connection between my rating and that line, but I forgot I didn't say that line. So just oh, plug okay. that in anyway. Oh, okay, for sure. <laughs> for sure. My rating yes. for Scott Pilgrim versus The World. hmm I'm going to give this movie a 2. Mm-hmm guitar picks i try my best to understand and i think i can get a glimpse of why this can be an impactful fun and yet touching movie to many i think it could pluck the bass heartstrings of many people Mm. and be very relatable and the message of this movie i think could be Like, it has some sincere parts that did not land with me at all. So, personally, (laughs) I have to give this a two. Because, like, it, I do not want to see this movie again. I do not desire this at all. I would, personally, I think it's probably more like a one to me. But I'm trying to actually give it, like, okay, middle of the road, video game parts of this are very fun, Mm -hmm. very interesting. It just, it's not for me. This movie is not for me.
1: I have the same sentiment and the number I had in my head before you even said it was also two. I There were moments that did make me chuckle. The vegan police were pretty hilarious. When Knives comes to the door and Scott Pilgrim like jumps out the window <laughs> right behind Yes, uh, his roommate or whatever, like I laughed then. Again, there were some characters that I enjoyed, moments I enjoyed, but I would probably not watch this movie again. Again, it is for a particular audience. And like you said, I just don't think I am that audience. <laughs> so,
0: Between the two people, between the, the two hosts of this show, it just didn't quite, odds of low numbers, it did not land with either of us. Exactly. But that does not mean that it lands with the 0% of audience. That's right. We just are a very small sample size.
1: But I'm very curious of our Mott's listeners. If you feel so strongly about this movie, I would like to know. If you love this movie, comment and, on Instagram or something. And let us know why. Yes. I am honestly curious. Let us know why. Amen. Let us know. And you can do that at Movies on the Side on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, Movies on the Side, or email us, podcast at whatever you whatever you want. Let us know.
0: We'd love to hear. Support us on Patreon. Listen to us talk about ellipticals and that's right and steven's cardio cave
1: we talked about a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> before we got to the episode and that we did I, I forgot half of it but you should go uh, go support it so you can listen to it it's good
0: stuff and at a certain level of patreon you can also be our boss like Hector, and that's have right. us watch a movie that you deem worthy
1: mm-hmm. very good well i don't know if we have time for our top five i know this is like Several Let's episodes just go through fast,
0: because I don't, we don't know any of these groups, and I can do my list in approximately 20 seconds. Okay, go. Here we go. We are doing top five indie rock band names. We don't know anything about <laughs> most of these groups, but honorable mentions for me. The Kooks, Fleet Foxes, Bombay Bicycle Club. Steven, do you have any honorable mentions?
1: I'm going to do the Arctic Monkeys. Excuse me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Of monsters and men, good literature mm-hmm. reference, and mm, the Decemberists because I thought that was interesting.
0: Wonderful. No, number five, Arctic Monkeys, like you Hi. said. Yeah. Give me a name of an animal with something weird. Perfect. Number four, Neutral Milk Hotel. Yes. Number three, Imagine Dragons. We actually know about Imagine Dragons, mm-hmm. but think about it; it's a really cool name. Yes. Number two death cab for cutie before they sold out i'll follow you into the dark and number one spoon
1: (laughs) i saw spoon and i did love that i also had neutral milk hotel in my area of honorable mentions i actually thought a lot of these names were funny all
0: right give me your top five
1: all the way up my five the long winters Mm -hmm. i don't think it was on that list but i listened to a podcast from the guy who was the front man for it. So anyway. Yes. Long Winters. Imagine Dragons, number four. Yes. I actually have heard their songs and enjoy it. Number three, Portugal, period, the man, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Built to Spill, which has a great mouthfeel. It's good to say. Yes. And number one, The Lumineers. I thought that's a cool name.
0: Yeah, who sang Hey Ho, that song. <laughs> Very popular. From, and there's also the a Lumineers. band called
1: <clears throat> Yeah, Yeah, Yeah which
0: i thought yeah the yeah yeah yes
1: you once were a vegan but now you will be gone vegan